print this spoiler in all the papers and give half price to anyone who brings it in. This is the Flix X-Raid podcast, starting in five, four. Welcome to Flix X Raid. I'm your host, Dog Boy Tony, and tonight I am joined by uh, my co-host, who is, and I totally forgot your title, suddenly, Flop Doodle Sarah. What are you looking at? (laughs) (laughs) And we, (coughs) pardon me, Um, we are joined by the Chili Elephant Jay. Hello, hello. Hi. And the Little Literal General Katie. (laughs) Yep. I'm a literal general, not the little part. <laughs> well, you are kind of little. What? She'll fight you. <laughs> She's scrappy. <laughs> yes, she is. <laughs> she, she could probably take me. I'm not going to lie. Knees. Out at the knees. <laughs> yep, I'm, I'm tall and gangly. And it on me, I think. Oh my god. <laughs> That's the thing. I don't see stuff below a certain point, so I probably wouldn't see Katie. <laughs> I love you. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love you, Katie. Oh, I love you too. <laughs> but you would, you would literally I, take me out at the knees. My money that's is where on the you. General comes. Oh my god. <laughs> my money is on you. <laughs> All right. So tonight we're going to be talking about the greatest showman. This uh, is the greatest show. But before we get into that, let's take a moment to get to know our guests. The question of the night is, have you ever been to a circus? Uh, Katie, we'll start with you. Um, Well, the short answer is yes. The long answer is I've been to a lot of circuses. I see a lot of circ every chance I get. And then I've also, as a kid, I went to, um, was it the Shriners Circus? Yes, Yes. the Shriners Circus. They're the ones who have the circus that they treat the animals very, very poorly. So I've been to that one. Yes. Oh, I have not sense. seen Cavalier yet, though, and I want to see that really bad. That's a Cirque show Same. that uses horses. It's oh. technically not Cirque, but yes. It's in it's that a, same line, yes, but it's not. A spin-off of yeah. Cirque. They fund it yes. somehow. Somehow. They're a parent company. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Jay, what about yourself? Um, I've wanted my whole life to go to like a Cirque show or done things. I when I turned twenty one, I went to Vegas just to see a Cirque show. I went to Beatles Love, and it is like <gasps> the only thing I've ever gone to, and it's because I'm obsessed with the Beatles. So that one is my favorite one I've ever seen in my entire life. Oh, it's so good! Oh, it's I love so that one good. so much. So good. Um, and yeah, that's the only thing I've ever been to in regards to the circus. I've always wanted to go, but I just never really had the opportunity or the money. <laughs> true. Sarah, yeah, the, the good circus is expensive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very true. Um, again, short answer, yes. <laughs> Long answer, just like Katie. I like to go see Cirque whenever it's in town. 
So yes, I've been to, uh, I've seen Love in Vegas. I've seen Ovo and uh, Alegria was the very first one I saw. And Kuza. I've seen both of those. (laughs) And the water one, not the water one. I can't remember what the the name of it was. But it was like most, the majority of it was female performers. Like, so here's the thing. This is gonna bug me. I'm gonna have to look it up. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, I definitely learned a little while ago that they have a lot of the shows online that you can watch. At yeah. the beginning of uh, COVID, I would get stoned to watch Cirque show. Oh my god! Oh, can honestly, we do that tomorrow? That sounds like a fantastic idea. Can we please do that tomorrow <laughs> instead of our movie marathon? Let's just, just get, get stoned, stoned and watch Cirque. Shows. I've got some pretty good brownies that'll fuck you up. Yes. <laughs> really bad. Um. Like, I, I ate less than a sixth of a brownie, and I was, like, gonzo. Oh, boy. Um, yeah. But anyway. <laughs> All right. So with that, I think it's time for a synopsis and starring. Uh, Sarah, synopsis time. Oh, sorry. She's looking up Cirque shows. <laughs> P.T. Barnum becomes a worldwide sensation in the show business. His imagination and innovative ideas take him to the top of his game. This movie is directed by... Michael Gracie, and is starring Hugh Jackman as P.T. Barnum, Michelle Williams as Charity Barnum, Zac Efron as Philip Carlyle, Zendaya as Annie Wheeler, and Rebecca Ferguson as Jenny Lind. They're top build, even though there's so many other performers in this. Oh, so many. Yes. So many great, great people. All right. And with that, it's time for us to play a game. dun 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 Oh, it's a game. A game specifically tailored for each participant. Let's have some fun. Yeah, let's okay. have some fun. Ladies, start your enjambes. I'm having a blast. This is the most fun I've had without lubricant. So you played recently a game with drums. All right, so the game we're going to be playing is release year for movie musicals. Okay. What? Something <laughs> possible. I know, Katie, it's not like this isn't your category. All right, so uh, just so you guys kind of get the idea, we're going to do the movie that we all just watched within the last day or so, uh, which is The Greatest Showman. Uh, You guys are both going to try and guess the years uh, from the number ones that me and Sarah will give you. Um, You guys can guess the same one and whoever, or the same year, and if you guys, you know, are doing it for points. But the first one is worth zero points. Uh, here we go. Greatest Showman. Did it come out in 2017, 2008, or 1999? Katie? Definitely 1999. Okay. All right. Good thing this one's for uh, zero points. I mean, Jay? 2017. <laughs> Sorry, what? <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't that a thing that I always did wrong, where everybody always answered wrong, and I would always say the real answer? <laughs> now I'm switching it up. I like it. Don't but take pity like on I, me. I used, to, I used to do the one when we'd be in studio with the IMDb synopsis. It's a, uh, give me your uh, best worst answer. Yep. Uh, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Alright, so uh, here we go. Now for points. Number one. Greece. Was it 1978, 1979, or 1980? And Jay, you're starting us off. Mmm. 
79. I'm going to go in the middle. All right. And Katie? I'm also going to say 79. Um, well, you're both wrong because it's 1978. <sighs> Starting off strong, guys. Here we go. <laughs> yeah. Number two, a little bit more recent. Mamma Mia. Did it come out in 2006, 2007, or 2008? Katie. Your numbers are all so close together. <laughs> That's the point. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say 2008. Okay. And Jay? Uh, yeah, I'm going to say 2008 as well. So I'm, I remember being in high school, so. Well, you're both right. Oh, hooray! Yes. High five. <laughs> Yay. Okay. Somebody did that. I was about to. Next one is La La Land. Is it 2016, 2017, or 2018? Uh, Jake. Mm, I feel like it, and it would hit my lip and it was. Came out before forward. this one? Are you sure? No. Um, but I'm going to stick to it. Sure. You got to. You. The More conviction. The first one. More conviction. Katie? I'm going to say 2018. All right. Somebody got a point. Jay got a point. Oh, shit. Because it came out before The Greatest Showman in 2016. Oh, sorry. I was going to say, wait, what? Greatest Showman came out in 2017. No, it came out before. I'm paying attention, I promise. It's okay. You're pretty. (laughs) (laughs) Next up. Number four, The Wizard of Oz. Did it come out in 1937, 1938, or 1939? Katie? 39. Katie says 39. Jay, what about yourself? 38. Ooh. Yeah, it was actually really good. Anyways, sorry to go off on that tangent. The next one is my favorite, Singing in the Rain. Is it 1950, 1951, or 1952? G. Oh, hell, I've never even seen it. Um, oh, so good. I know, I know, I know. I know. Poses, poses, his toses, eroses. Moses, poses, erroneously. <laughs> <laughs> Can sorry. I get the uh, dates again? 1950, 1951, or 1952? I'm going to say 50. All right, and Katie? I'm going to say 52. You're going like, to get a point. Hmm? Yes. You're going to get a point. Nice. Katie gets a point. <laughs> All right, next up, one of my favorites. All that jazz. Uh, did it come out in 1978, 1979, or 1980? Katie. Uh, no, it's not Chicago. Katie says 1980. That really rhymes, and I'm having fun with that. Jay, <laughs> what I'm gonna go and do the really annoying thing and go one year earlier. Well, that would give you a point. Oh Tying shit! It up again. So that was the Tied. smart thing. <laughs> <laughs> I just uh, what is that? Not Wheel of Fortune, but like the. Where you just uh, price, you is price is right. Price is right. Yeah, yeah. I just priced it right as you. Yeah. You just one dollar. Um, okay. Oh, 
this is another one of my favorites. West Side Story, 1959, 1960, or 1961? When you're Jake. a jet, you're a jet all the way. 61. Chase is 61. Katie? 60. Somebody got a point. Jay got a point. Oh, shit. <laughs> Fight for right. 10. A lot of these are blind, like blind guessing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next up, the hills are alive with the sound of music. How do you solve a problem like Nineteen sixty-five. Yeah, that's the full name. <laughs> Uh, the Sound of Music, did it come out in 1965, 1966, or 1967? Katie? You think I'd know this one, because it was the movie we were supposed to be showing this month, and I'm supposed to know these right off the top of my head, but I don't. Yep, you're supposed Just to. Say 67? Was that an option? Yeah, it was an option. Jay? I'm, I'm going to guess 65. Well, Jay would be right. Shut <laughs> up! I'm going to lose. It was my dad's favorite movie growing up, and I just kind of guessed around what age he would be watching it at. So. <laughs> okay, so number nine, My Fair Lady. Is it 1963, 1964, or 1965? Jay. 64. I'm going to dice out at some point. Just roll right. for answers. <laughs> Katie? Roll for initiative. I'm going to pick a different one because I don't know. So 63? <laughs> Somebody got a point. Jay got a point. Sheer ah! luck. I'm sorry I'm beating you, Katie, because I you don't are, deserve it. You are so good at this. <laughs> I am really good at just you, throwing out numbers know. that mean nothing. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go with you secretly are a huge musical buff. You know all of these. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. I was actually, I am a time traveler. I wrote all yeah. of these. <laughs> I knew there was a reason I liked you, Jay. Uh, number 10, Chicago. The name on everybody's lips is gonna be Roxy. <laughs> Sorry. I love musicals. Did uh, it come out in 2000, 2001, or 2002? Katie. 2002, I think. And Jay. I was going to say 2002 as well. You both get a point. Ah! Also, I have another fun fact for this for this musical. <laughs> I went and saw it in London, in London's West End, and the um, Michelle Williams from Destiny's Child was playing Roxy. So I've what? seen one third of Destiny's Child. That's awesome. <laughs> That's phenomenal. Right? She was amazing. She was freaking amazing. All right. Final one, number eleven. Love me, that's all. Sorry, <laughs> it's a Phantom of the Opera. Is it two thousand and three, two thousand and four, and two thousand and five? Jay. Um, it came out. I was in junior high, two thousand four. Katie. I'm going to say 2005. Jay gets the point, but then I just felt really old because that was the year I graduated high school. And you were like, I was in junior high. I feel really old. (laughs) I was in grade seven. Oh, my God. Stop it. (laughs) (laughs) I graduated high school in 2009. Oh, God. (laughs) 
Anyways, thanks. Thanks. welcome. Just feels so old. <laughs> All right, so uh, Jay won by a landslide. Uh, oh. was, I don't know. Uh, I don't know how. It's because she wrote them. That's yeah. How. That's <laughs> how. Eight to four. <laughs> so uh, Jay, but if is this the was pretty, pretty princess, if this was Disney movies, Katie, you would like dominate, right? Sorry. If this was Disney movies, you would dominate. Totally. Um, I'm yes. sorry. I'm all Except- I heard. No, no. All I heard from that is Katie, Sarah, Tony, and I are getting together to watch Disney movies one night. Yes. Uh, that's <laughs> all I heard from that. That's exactly. Yeah, yeah. There, there was no competition there. It was entirely like, so when are we doing this? <laughs> yeah. When we can all go to each other's houses. When I have a big COVID enough house. We can have people. We can each sit like a can- chair and a half apart from each other. It's fine. Perfect. Oh, I have a I have a open concept front room. It's, it's true. Perfect. It's true. We can just put mattresses down. Yeah. Well, according to Phil, I actually don't live that far away from you, Tony. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Good to know. <laughs> so I have a fun fact. Just let me find it here. I know exactly where it is. Um, da 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 da. Of what? The sound of music was translated in Hong Kong the sound of music was titled fairy music blow fragrant place place here <laughs> yes amazing right what best title ever, best title ever. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god Someone made money off of that translation, too. Like, that's the best part. That's something you put on a shirt. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Along with okay. the ghost is annoying. Yes. <laughs> no louding. <laughs> All right. So since you won the crown, you get to start us off with a two-sentence impression of the uh, greatest showman there, Jay. All right. Oh, boy. That's a lot of power. Um... I liked it. I there were definite parts that I was like eh about, but overall I really enjoyed the music. I really enjoyed the energy. I think everyone on screen had a really good chemistry with each other and that really came through. So I actually I would I really liked it. I really I would enjoy it again. I'd keep watching it. That's fair, Katie. What about yourself? Um when I think of this movie, I think of the first time I saw it in theater and um it was spectacular in the theater it's it was and it was amazing it was so good in the theater i saw it with my mom in the theater didn't they have a a thing at the beginning of it where it was just like in the when it was running in the theaters it's it was like you're watching this the way it was meant to be viewed or something like that yeah yeah they um they had a big move because that was when um movies were like still obviously but they've kind of had to take a break from it but when movies were like really you need to get in the theater you need to watch these movies here because it means Mm -hmm. a lot for the filmmakers and so they had Hugh Jackman and the director come on screen and say thanks for watching this the way you're supposed to and then the first moment of the movie starts and it just carries you away the whole time you're watching Mm -hmm. That's true. I actually kind of like the way that this movie uh, starts. Uh, you know, it starts it starts with him singing and then transitioning to him as a boy. I thought yes. that was really well done. That's a really cool transition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, the thing about this movie that my mom and I kind of thought 
that, you know, when you look at Broadway musicals, mm-hmm. they're always made in such a way that they were like would be a movie, right? Mm-hmm. But this was a movie that was made to be like a Broadway musical, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, I see that. Yeah. You know, yeah. after watching Hamilton so many times, uh, oh my I can God. definitely tell, like, you know, there's a very big difference between a Broadway stage play and something like a film. Yeah. Uh, but this one does uh, such a good job of making it feel like it's a Broadway play. It, yeah, absolutely. Movie. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's a movie that's made to be at, like a Broadway show. I, I know I'm taking away your guys' two-sentence impressions, but that actually might be why I like this movie so much, is... Um, I, I love Disney movies, as we've kind of already established. And yes. the Disney Renaissance movies are made exactly with that in mind. Every Disney Renaissance movie is supposed to be a Broadway show made into a movie. Yes. So Beauty and the Beast, yes. uh, Little Mermaid, Aladdin, uh, The Lion King, all of those movies were made like they were a Broadway musical, and then they animated it. Right. I've actually seen okay. a stage uh, production of Aladdin as a musical, a pantomime musical, to be honest. But haven't they like made them all into Broadway shows oh, now? Oh, they have. Yeah. They have, because yes. uh, they did it once and it worked so well. Why not do it every single time? Exactly. Why not? Because that's not a recipe for disaster. <laughs> nope. Yeah. Not at all. <laughs> Not whatsoever. <laughs> Let's just make live action remakes of every Disney movie. Ugh. They should actually go back to just making Broadway remakes of every Disney movie. It was working better. Mm-hmm. That's true. Mm-hmm. Or Disney on Ice things because those were like fantastic. Yes! Oh my gosh. Love I went to Disney, Disney on Ice. I went to Disney on Ice and I felt so old because it was just uh, my fia- it was just my fiance and I. We don't have kids. We just went in. We were like, yeah, yeah suck it. Fucking own we it. We can afford this. Okay, next time. I'll- That's we'll amazing. Perfect. Yeah, I would totally be down. So not only are we doing a movie, not only are we doing a Disney movie marathon, we're going, we're all going to Disney on Ice. I'm not gonna lie, though, seeing those kids, like seeing like little eight year old girls dressed up as different princesses, though, man, my ovaries, like I thought they were gonna jump out of my body. I was like, well, (laughs) aww, (laughs) can't relate, but aww. Moon last January, so I know exactly what you're talking about. My parents little... went to Disneyland. And then you go into there. Star Wars World, and all the little boys are dressed up as Padawans. Mm. You just lose it. Oh <laughs> my god! I, 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 did now. I send you the TikTok of the little girl dressed as BB-8 going through? No. <laughs> oh my god! I'll have to what? find it. Yeah, there's this TikTok of this little girl dressed up as BB-8, and she like actually goes up to BB-8, and she's like, "Hi, friend, I'm dressed up like you." <laughs> like it's the cutest thing ever. I, I really enjoyed it. I'm gonna have to find it and send it. Yes, please do. Yeah. But anyway, back on greatest showing because we detoured <laughs> hard there. Um, oh yeah, hard right turn. Yeah, hard right turn. Um, I did like the way that the romance started between uh, Charity, Charity and um, Phineas. Phineas. You know, with them as kids writing letters back and forth. I was so like, cute. oh my god. Oh, yeah. So sweet. And then after he made some money working on the railroad, he came back. I was just like, oh, yeah, he didn't forget about her. Yeah. And she was such a like, a, like a beacon of light in this movie as well. I, d- mm-hmm. I honestly think that they nailed the casting choice. Like, I don't see Charity as anybody other than Michelle Williams. No. Like, at all. Mm-hmm. She's, she's 
perfect for that part. And I Absolutely. think overall, the romance in this movie, even though everybody's falling in love as soon as they see each other, all of the romances kind of develop. Yes. It's not one-dimensional. Yeah. True. Mm-hmm. And they grow. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Which I kind of really like. Yeah. It's not just like, you know, immediate infatuation. It's like the relationships grow. And I just, I love the way that Charity deals with it because you have a character who's just like, uh, you know, nothing's ever going to be enough for him. And she's just like, I'm super happy with my life. You know, she came from riches and she understands like mm-hmm. money can't buy happiness. Mm-hmm. And there's so many times in the film that she asks him, like, are you happy? Because mm-hmm. she knows that, right? Like, yeah. money can't buy happiness. There's multiple times that she asks him that. And Which- I like that she's, um, like, willing to let him go and make mistakes and stuff. But, and you could interpret her as a meek character and a submissive wife, but she's not. She's very um, a part of everything he's doing. And I love that. Well, she even says that at one point in the movie when she's mm-hmm. like, you know, I, I don't mind taking the risk, but we always did it together. Yeah. That is yeah. one of my like, favorite she's... moments in that whole movie. Yeah. she it, it really was a turn point where you realized how much strength up. she had in, in keeping him going. And how off the rails he was that yeah. everything else he had asked her. like he Well, he hadn't asked her, but everything else he brought her along on. Because yeah. he didn't ask her if he could fake the ships at the bottom of the ocean. Just got yeah. told her that. Yeah, that was that was one. But she was like a hundred percent behind him doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, right down to the fact that she was there buying the first you know, three tickets. You know, like yeah. You know, and that that moment, I was just like, oh, because we've all been there. You know. Yeah. Yep. Oh, totally. But just to see, like, the support that he got from her while he's doing these fucking harebrained schemes, you know. And it's interesting because, like, um, I was doing some reading about this and uh, P.T. Barnum uh, actually apparently did a whole bunch of schemes like this before his circus in real life. Like, he had, like, a lottery he tried to do and apparently there's a bunch of nods to it in the apartment scenes in the background in the Hmm. set deck. Oh, really? Mm Mm-hmm. So, like, he had, like, a lottery, and he had, like, a bunch of other weird startups, and there's, like, supposed to be signs and stuff in the background of their huh. apartment. Oh, I see. I noticed all the signs. I had no clue what any of those were. I just thought they – it looked like a teenager's bedroom. It looked like they just stole street signs, and I was like, all right. Yeah, they were all of his uh, previous projects oh. and attempts to make money. Cause That's a really cool nod. That is really cool. I thought it was really cool because, you know, the real-life PT's not that great of a guy. Um, no, he's a trash. <laughs> he's a trash can of a human mm-hmm, being. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But like, I thought it was interesting that they would actually nod to his uh, real life. That is a really cool um, factoid and like little. What is the word I'm looking for? Tidbit? Words are hard. No, detail, detail, Easter yeah. egg, detail. Easter egg I think it's very smart planning on totally. uh, the set designer. Mm-hmm. And I, I oh, do yeah. know that this Props movie to was, the set designer. Uh, was a passion project for uh, Hugh Jackman. Right. That's what you're saying, mm-hmm. that it was in uh, production hell for, for nine, nine years, years before, before being greenlit. Yeah. I mean, you can tell on his face. I I watched the video of them waiting to get greenlit when, um, is it Ke- Kayla? Kayla? 
Um, oh, the bearded lady, yeah. The bearded lady, yeah. Uh, when she's singing the song to get greenlit and you can tell everyone's so emotional and so into it and there's just so much energy just in that recording studio and Hugh Jackman gets out of his chair and goes over and holds her hand and it's just like you could just feel how much he cares about this movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, and how much he cares about everybody. There's actually even another little tidbit from that same recording that they show where um, Hugh Jackman came but he had just he had a a kind of a cancer in his nose Mm -hmm. and had had the cancer removed um and he was fine it was like mostly benign but could have turned into something bad so they did the surgery to remove it but then he had 80 stitches yeah he had stitches all in his nose and he was told like they got the call and they said we could get greenlit you have to come and do this read oh my god he came and and he wasn't supposed to sing. Yeah, his doctor told him not to sing and for X amount of time for it to heal. And from now on, he's like, no, I'm I'm going to sing this one. And he took over from the guy who was singing on his behalf. Um, and ripped his stitches. He just loves it so much. Yeah, and ripped ah. his stitches. Um, but it was the last song, so. Oh my gosh. I love that, that song. Right, like it's just like he was super passionate about this. To, yeah, you could totally uh, tell. For I was sure. uh, reading oh, yeah. an interview with the director, and he was saying like, so this was his first um, motion picture directorial. Before oh, cool. this, he was only in animation and stuff. Okay, um, but he met uh, Hugh Jackman on at some event. And Hugh Jackman was like really impressed with his work and was like, we should work together. And he was like, yeah, I hear that from all sorts of celebrities all the time. But then like two months later, Hugh Jackman sent me a script for this <laughs> and was like, no, I actually want to work with you. Wow. Like, awesome. So like Hugh Jackman was literally a driving force for this thing. I love it. And you can feel that in every moment of this movie. I don't think I've actually seen Hugh Jackman fall into the lead better than he does in this movie. It just feels right. Yeah, that's true. Absolutely, and he he steals the sh- like the show most of the yeah. time. Oh and yeah, even though you have him like up next to Zac Efron, who he is like a heartthrob. I love him. I'm not gonna lie. I love I've him, seen him so in much. real life. Have you? I have. Yeah, <gasps> we were in Paris. Oh my god! In real life, I'm jealous. Uh, we actually it was weird because uh, I know I've told the Samuel L. Jackson story. Yes, you have. Um, we also saw Ryan Gosling. <laughs> when we were in my dad walked da- past Daniel Craig in in London. Jesus. Yep. Uh, yeah. So we were at a monument and Zac Efron was there. Wow. Yeah, it was super Jeez. bizarre. That's cool. Yeah. Gigi Hadid That's walked so past cool. me in an airport once. <laughs> so there's that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, we're just <laughs> just flexing. Comparing random celebrity Humble stories. Breaks. Humble breaks. Humble breaks. But uh, Zach Efron is like such a good looking guy. And in oh, this, God. he plays such an interesting character. I love. Ugh. Like, he does. I and him and Anne, like, I just shipped them so hard and I love them. I love their oh. story. Like, I have some fun facts about the, like, Zac Efron scenes. I was, I, I deep I, dove when uh, this movie came out. Tell us more. We're all uh, I was going to tell you. So, in the, oh, uh, the right here, right now, mm-hmm. uh, in the bar, the choreographer to the scene is the bartender. I thought it was Neil Patrick Harris. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> Every time we kept flashing by him, I'm like, is that NPH in a fucking mustache? No. Looks no, like NPH in a mustache. No, that's the choreographer to that scene. That's so um, cool. And I thought it was really neat because I was like, 
because then I remember watching and being like, the bartender has such a small role, but he does a lot in really good time. And then, yeah, I went on a deep dive and found that out. And I was like, oh, that's actually really cool. Like, I think it's neat to kind of be a part of your own Yeah, that dance. is really sweet. But that's also my favorite song in the whole movie. The yeah. other side? Yeah. Choreography in that one is so, so cool. So good. Oh, and it's, it's so good. And there's a lot of symmetry uh, between um, Barnum and Carlisle in that because you do see a lot of the things they do at the same time like putting their scarves on and all you're really seeing is like this foreshadowing to following in the same role and like following down a path of following your own life following your own choices instead of what your parents set out for you to do or society Mm -hmm. and like one of the best lines is like forget um forget the cage because we know how to make the key like it changes from like i don't need the key i can give you the key to we don't need like we can make the key we can make our own path and i loved that true sarah you you said you had a zach efron thing you wanted to say well i was telling you about that like my favorite moment like when um zach sees or yes (laughs) philip sees Anne for the first time and it slows down in motion one of my favorite little details, like if, I don't know if you guys caught it, but if you listen very closely when the music is playing in that slowed down scene and they're staring at each other, it's the tune of Rewrite the Stars. And I didn't actually catch that until the second time I watched it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, oh my God. It, <laughs> it was so good. It is. Yeah. If you I'm listen, you have to listen right really away. closely at that part and you have to like turn the, turn it way up. To yeah, listen. Turn up the volume. Yeah. You have to turn up the volume, but like that is one of my absolute favorite little details in this movie. Ugh. Did you That's... know that was their first time meeting each other? Was they were like, "Hi, I'm Zendaya. Hi, I'm Zach. All right, let's get really close on a rope and swing around a room." Yeah, <laughs> let's do That's that. I love that. I love that scene too. I love that about actors hearing their stories is when they have things like that. It's like, oh yeah, we met, and then we had to make out. It's fine. Right? Alright. Uh, speaking about fun facts, it's time for us to play game number two. The price is wrong, bitch. Show me the money. Show me the money! Now you've had enough. Woo! It's time for us to play The Price is Right. Alright. Uh, okay, what is it? 10 million. 80 million? 10 million. 10 million. Hmm? She's asking 10 million? what. 11. 11, sorry. The baseline. The, the baseline for Star Wars. The budget for Star Wars. <laughs> what are we talking about? Kitty. Oh, so Kitty has this. It, <laughs> yeah, let, we'll let Kitty. In order to play the place, price is right, I always need to know the budget of Star Wars. It's 11 oh. million. Okay. It, it, it's, her, it, it's her thing. It calibrates me. <laughs> it's it's <Okay>. her baseline. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Jay, you won the first game, which means you're going to start this off. So we're going to be playing The Price is Right. Me and Sarah have a bunch of categories in front of us, numerics. Uh, okay. You guys are going to try and guess them Price is Right style. So that's closest to going over gets the point. If you get a bang on, it's worth double points. And if you guys are both over, we'll uh, start the round over again, and we'll switch who's starting. So you okay. won the crown. You're going to be starting us off. What do you think the budget for this movie is in millions, not thousands? The budget... Oh. It's a lot more than 11. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll let you say, yeah. 
It's I'll say not that, eleven. Right. We'll it's not eleven, but it's a lot more than that. I do fifty-seven. Alright, we have fifty-seven from Jay. Katie, are you calibrated? I think so. Okay, what do you think it is? I'm gonna go with eighty million. There's a lot of stars in this. Eighty million. Mm. Alright. Who got the point there, uh, Sarah? Katie would get the point because it's 84 million. Oh, damn. <gasps> Way to go, Katie. See, that budget. It helps you, Jay. Try it. <laughs> <laughs> she calibrates off of it. All right. What Star Wars? New Hope. Oh, okay. All right. So next up, Katie, you're starting us off. What do you think the, the domestic box office was for this movie? Millions, this is, not thousands. This is the whole box office, right? Not just opening weekend. This is whole uh, domestic. Yeah. This is Canada this and movie, US. As I recall, had a weird, weird start where it kind of, it was willing to carry itself on its own good and didn't try and hit its opening weekend as hard. I think. Let's go. I'm gonna say. 150 million. 150. Jay? Hmm. That's about what I was going to guess, too. You can 151 her um, if you wanted to. I don't want to be that asshole. But, 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 but I'm going to be. I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> 151 million? Yeah. Who got the point there? Uh, <laughs> was it Jay? Jay. Jay got 151, <gasps> got the point. Uh, it's actually 174.3 million, oh. um, which it didn't actually. Uh, it was its highest box office um, moment for it was actually its 11th week. Yeah. What? See, I told you it was weird. Yeah. All right. So next up, this is the foreign box office. So this is everywhere outside of Canada and the U.S. Uh, Jay, what do you think the box office was for foreign? So. This is in millions, not thousands, converted to uh, U.S. dollars. Converted to U.S. dollars? Um, it, it, what, 170? 174 uh, domestic. Okay. Mm-hmm. 370. 370. Katie? I'm going to say 260. 260. Uh, we got a double points here. What? Katie got double points. <gasps> That's amazing. What? So I, I said, I said that joke wrong, like the good place joke. Oh. So it is actually correct. <laughs> You're like it made more than that. Uh, I don't yeah. know if you watched the Good Place. Any either of you? Not in I a watched, long time. Yeah, I watched first season and then had trouble with the second. Not not with the actual show, but um with tech problems oh Mm. well there's this um there's this joke in it about um michael and janet and they go to earth and stuff and there's the judge who is maya rudolph who is amazing she comes back and she's like (laughs) saying all these things that have actually happened in like real time when that in the year that that season came out and it's (laughs) there's a joke i'll i'll tell it to you after because we got to do the 
total. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, Katie got uh, two hundred. Got it bang on. Two hundred sixty. Um, it's two hundred sixty point seven. But I'll uh, I'll wow. give it to you because I'm just looking for the millions. Uh, so you get double points on that one there. Which means it actually made in total uh, four hundred and thirty-five million. Oh, I thought we were guessing. Never mind. No, we don't guess those. So there was the joke that she's like, "That movie about P.T. Barnum made like four hundred million dollars." Yeah, so it made four hundred thirty-five uh, million dollars, which is a net profit of uh, three hundred fifty-one million. So I, wow. I said that joke wrong because I only said four million, but yes, it was actually four. Like, <laughs> I was off by a lot. <laughs> three hundred ninety-six million. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So next category, uh, Katie, you're starting us. What do you hey. think the opening weekend was? See, this is where it's like it made 174 total, but it didn't hit yeah. its stride until the 11th week. So how much of yeah. it uh, was made in the first weekend, opening weekend? This is in millions, not thousands. And how much did it cost to make again? 84 million. Eighty-four. Okay, I'm gonna say seventy. No, no, too much. Um, <laughs> Fifty. Million. Five zero. Okay. Five zero. In the first week. In the first weekend. Or worst weekend. Uh. I'm gonna go a little lower. I'm gonna say thirty-five. You're both over. Nada, enchilada. You need to go again. You made less than 35. Jay, starting us again. Same category. Uh, 20. 2 0. Katie. I'm going to say 25. You got to go again because you're both wrong. What? Lower. You made less than 20. Katie, starting us again. 13. One, three. Jay. I'm gonna I'm gonna go redonk. I'm gonna do like four. <laughs> four. And by that logic you would get the point because it's eight million. What? Eight point eight million dollars. Opening weekend it had, it, it had a weird run. It did. It did. It had a super weird run. With that low of an opening, I'm surprised they didn't pull it. Yeah. No kidding. Um, like, also, considering, but I'm glad they let it sit because that is definitely a movie that, mm -hmm. like, sh like the fact that it got to 11 weeks. Like, can we just talk about that for a second? Yeah, yeah. Like, that's nuts. That's All right. crazy. So I'm also surprised that it sat considering uh, the next category. It's the Tottenham Amato's ratings. Uh, so Jay, you're starting this off. What do you think the critic rating for this movie is on uh, Tottenham Amato's? Um, this is a percentage. Yeah, I actually have no god and clue. Uh, seventy percent. Seven zero, Katie. Yeah. Oh. I'm gonna say sixty-five. Sixty-five. You're both gonna have to go again. It's less than sixty-five. Critics did not the like this are movie. Wrong. <laughs> I agree. So less than sixty-five, Katie. Starting us this time. Uh, let's say fifty-four. 54. Jay. I'm going to invert that. 45. 45. Oh, Katie, you were so close to double points. It's 56%. Oh, ooh, wow. I still have a point. 
You still got a point. I thought you were going to say it was like 53 and I was about to oh, No, 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 no. You still get a point. Sorry. You still get a point. I would have rioted. I'm like, no. <laughs> I refuse to He's believe this stupid. critic rating. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So next up is the audience rating on Totten Romatoes. Well, at least the audience liked it a lot better. Yeah, a fair bit. Fair bit. Uh, Jay, you're starting us. What do you think the audience rating is? Sarah's giving you hints, by the way. It's not yeah, 56. Yeah, I, I heard that. <laughs> um, it's quite a bit better, hey? I'm going to go back to my, like, 70-ish. 70. All right, 70. we have a 70. Katie. I was going to say 78. 78. And you would get the point because it's 86. Yeah. Hey! <laughs> wow. So there is a 30-point difference between... Yeah, 30%. All right, so this is a that's new one. That's why they let it sit. That That's why they let it sit was the audience rating, because if they did it based on the critics, it would have been pulled. Yeah, exactly. That's funny they do that, though, because even in the movie, the critic was like, meh. Yeah. Maybe that was the problem. Meh. They had a critic who was a bad guy in the movie. <laughs> yeah, and the critics were like, fuck bad that movie. guy. I feel attacked um, by this relatable content. I have one more category. It's a new category. I see that. Okay. Uh, it's the IMDb ratings. Normally, it is out of 10, but it does convert nicely to a percentage because they use points. So what do you think the IMD rating is in percentage? And uh, I believe Katie is starting this one. I say 79. 79. All right. And Jay? Mm. I'm gonna say 74. <coughs> Somebody, Somebody got, got double, double points. points. And it's Katie. Yeah, I'm shocked. Oh, no! <laughs> oh my god, she's coming for me in my most uh, double points. Yeah. <laughs> I am. Um, I, I usually I joke that the calibration works, but I feel like it's never worked this well before. <laughs> <laughs> The calibration uh, usually allows you to get the first category. Beyond there, you're usually... Yeah, you know. beyond that, I'm pooped. <laughs> it's, well, it's funny, because I always say that I'm so bad at this game, and then Tony's like, you're not allowed to say that, because you have the most double points of anybody. And I'm it's like, true. not not anymore, I don't. Because I don't <laughs> play this game anymore. <laughs> so you're coming for my title of most coming, double points. for it. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about this movie, because... Like I, like we were talking about, eleven weeks before it hit its stride, which is really weird That's nowadays. That's a week, yeah. You know, like if we were talking about the nineteen eighties, yeah, they let movies sit for like months in the theaters to let them accrue. But nowadays, it's like if a movie doesn't make back its bo- its like budget within the week opening weekend and scores less than sixty percent, you see them pulled more often than not. Yeah. Well, I actually think that there's there's something to that in something that I was told when I was in film school about um, how you can sometimes tell how good a movie's going to be based on how much advertising there is before the movie comes out. Mm-hmm. Um, the theory being that if they need to make their money back on opening weekend, they will advertise the hell out of the movie and you will see that movie everywhere you won't be able to get away from it everything will be screaming in your face tron 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 oh my god for real um and that's because they need you to watch the movie on opening weekend because word of mouth is going to destroy that movie Mm -hmm. whereas this is kind of an experiment in the opposite where 
even though the critics were saying, meh, it's fine. The producers knew in, in my theory, they knew that they had a movie that the audience is going to like. So they're like, we don't need, we just need to advertise it enough so that people come and see it. And then once they're there, they will go tell their friends. And so they just had to hit a fraction of what their audience was going to be on the opening weekend and just had to rely on word of mouth to get the movie out. And it worked. Mm-hmm. Well, that's my theory. I, I However, honestly I think as well, uh, and that's a good theory and I kind of agree with it. I also think musicals in a weird way, uh, I know the studios don't like to do them because they cost a lot more to make. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But um, usually they they accrue a diehard fan. Like yeah. just look the at fan Hamilton. base for musicals are like fucking diehards. Look at Hamilton, <laughs> right? Yeah, but it's not like your average moviegoer is a big fan of musicals. That's it's right. a very different demographic. Yeah. So in trying to get like the largest demographic, you know, you see, you know, Fast and the Furious one hundred, uh, <laughs> as opposed to seeing shit like you know that's actually got some sort of skill behind it because like. Even watching this, the dance scenes are fucking crazy. Yeah. They're nuts. They're are, you guys ready? are you guys ready to get really mad at me? Shoot. Yes. I've never seen Hamilton. That's oh okay. Oh, my God. I'm not It's mad. on Disney <laughs> Plus, so we can watch it. Yes. Okay. We can watch it during your... <laughs> this sounds like how oh we God. start our Disney... <laughs> uh, with the three-hour the, yeah there is a fun fact i recognized one of the ensemble dancers mm-hmm. um that i was telling tony uh because i used to be a big fan of so you think you can dance mm-hmm. until i lost cable um but there was a guy on there by the name of alex wong and he was one of the first Canadian dancers ever to be on the American So You Think You Can Dance. And he was amazing. But he had to drop out of the competition because he tore his ACL like halfway through. Oh, and yeah. um, I will send you one of the greatest like, oh, my God, he was he's amazing. He's a ballet, classically trained ballet dancer. And he had one of the best hip hop routines I've ever seen on the show. But in the scene where they're singing um, Home Again at the very end, I was like looking and I was like, I know him. (laughs) So, yeah, that was a fun fact. I was like, yes, it is him. It totally is. And if you go on his TikTok, he actually has greatest showman Oriental and Oriental is in quotation marks in his bio. (laughs) He's not one of the Siamese twins. He's not one of the Siamese twins. The headdress in the back. Oh, nice. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that was yeah, a fun The fact. choreography is killer in this movie. Unreal. Just all the way across the board. It's so good. Yeah. It does such a... And it has a lot of fun with it, too. You know, like, there's the one scene... I can't remember what the name of the song is, but it's after they the circus performers aren't allowed in. This is go, me. This is me. That's yeah. Me. This is me. And Ugh. like they have that one moment where they jump and it goes slow mo while the camera moves through. Oh, and it's yes. just yes. It's yeah. and it just focuses it's just, on Keila. Yeah. Yeah. And oh my god, like, I love that. So good. That reminds me of like the thing, the scene in Big Fish where he sees his future wife for oh, the first yes. time, and everything the stops. And like I love shit like that. Like I live for shit like that. I love it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, actually, you know, it's funny you said that, and that reminded me of one of the weird 
trivia facts I found. Uh, so Zach Efron was quoted at his, his movie Kiss with, um, I'm going to butcher her name again, Zendaya. 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 Uh, his, his kiss in this with uh, with her is his favorite kiss he's had to do on a movie ever. Aww. And his second favorite Aww. was the one with him and uh, Dwayne Johnson on Baywatch. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Oh, love it. Oh, I love Zac Efron. I, oh. I do too. Like the more he does, the more I'm like, you you right? don't take yourself seriously. Enough. I've always been a Zac Efron you know stand. Like, like he he knows oh. why he's hired. Yeah, mm-hmm. but, he's like, but also the thing is, I, I like my job. I think the thing with him is he was a heartthrob, but I don't think that's where he like he really wanted to go. It's just kind of like the and he's a good looking guy, like not you know mm. saying he's not a heartthrob but i don't think that's what he wanted to do and like he wanted to get out of that high school musical box yeah mm-hmm. and so he started doing comedy almost right away and like oh he my fucking God. Comedy. yeah neighbors uh 17 again 17 again uh, Seventeen, 17 so again Dirty i Grandpa. loved that one yeah, yeah so 17 good. again it was really good but like him and this and i just love like the storyline that they built with this with you know him you know, saying screw society, screw yeah. all this kind of stuff. I'm going to follow my heart. And he literally follows his heart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Into a flaming building. I love building. that. Into a flaming building. Yep. Yes. Which he didn't need to do. That's one of the most, like, just like, ah, oh, god damn it moments in the entire Oh, movie. oh, yeah. And then she runs around the corner and it's like, oh, man. Right. My favorite part about that as well is that he wasn't the hero. Yep. No. Oh, he, didn't he got point. saved. He didn't save her, and then she fell in love with him. She fell in love with him because he was trying to save her. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and she'd never felt like anyone ever cared about her in that regard other than her brother. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, you know. Who also tried to run into the building, but. But was held yes. back because he wasn't fast enough, and everyone else was like, no, we're not losing two idiots. Yeah. <laughs> well, what I actually, and this is kind of off topic, on topic. Their relationship, I found extremely well done in that not once, not once did they actually point out the the fact that why people were looking down on it, like with words. They never used words to, to point right. out the interracial relationship and there why that was the so issue. There was so little dialogue and, between but it them. Expre- you knew exactly, exactly what was going on. And it was conveyed yeah. so well. Yeah. Like, and that's what I'm like, that's what I'm saying. Well, is that it's the line of the parents where it's like, see, you know, being why did you bring paraded, the help? Yeah. yeah. Being parading around with the help. Yeah. You know, but, and, but that's the only real instance you get of people vocally, um, vocally saying something to him about it. Right, because when Jenny Lynn... You're shown what society does. You're not told. And it's one of those instances in movies that I really look for, which is the show Don't Tell. Yeah. And I think they did a good job of that. Um, That whole scene with Jenny Lynn, like, first performance, and they're all standing at the back, and he's like... Well, where they sh- where should they go? Should we put them in your box? And they're like, no. He's like, no, no. They need to be in the standing room. And then he goes and stands with her. Yeah, he could have sat in the box. He could have sat in the box, but like he chose to stand next to her and hold her hand. But there was that gaze, that non-vocal gaze mm-hmm. between him and his parents, and he lets go of her hand. And that's just kind of like him bowing to societal pressure but then when they go to the play 
and he chases after her after his dad was an asshole and said that snarky comment. Mm-hmm. Um, that's when you like really see that he's choosing to follow his heart rather than to bowing to societal pressures, which is yeah, a hard. huge but growth I love that for it him. It's still hard for him. It's not easy. Exactly. To just let that go. It's still hard. But what we're saying about them showing and not telling with that relationship, I feel like that that's just good writing of the entire movie. Because it's a lot bit. Um, it, like nobody ever really in this movie says exactly why they feel hurt. Mm-hmm. But, but we you know, know every time. Like when when he says to um Zac Efron's character he says put don't put them in the box put them in the standing room the acoustics are better you can see instantly his problem with that yeah. is they should not be in the standing room that's horrible and like there's moments like that all over the place the entire song actually of uh never enough you can see the basically the rest of the movie right there in all the characters faces they show you everything that's about to happen that exactly he's gonna go off with jamie lynn that he, it it is never gonna yeah. be enough for him. he keeps wanting more and his wife realizes that problem and then also the zach efron one and then the fact that he's drifting away from the circus and he's not giving his attention where it's needed and they're feeling left out and stuff like that scene is huge there's so much iconic so little said i actually really like also that moment uh when they're running when they're walking down the stairs and um kylie the bearded lady yeah yeah Yeah. keila keila that's it i knew it started with a k keila says oh there's a rare sight and then you know not even a hello and he goes not even a bye he's going on tour and then she says a comment um to uh, philip and she goes don't you have somewhere to be and he looks at his clock and realizes he needs to get to the theater and he goes running and right at the brother uh and his brother is gonna stand up and and she pushes him down (laughs) yeah like like, that that scene has a lot of little nuance so good Mm -hmm. see i I, the thing i love about this movie is that it's all the non-verbal stuff that Mm -hmm. you that is and it's so brilliantly conveyed in every single actor like you said katie like you can tell exactly from that scene of never like the first time she sings never enough you can tell where it's gonna go by each character Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it like i to have a movie like that i feel like it's so rare that you know exactly what's going on without a word being said Mm-hmm. And that's what I love. Well, some, like you said, with like the whole, you know, she pushed her his, her brother back down, the guy's brother, like whatever. Um, Anne's brother. When, when they did that, you also got a sense of how the characters interact with each other on a personal level. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I really liked that because, again, you don't see all of the um, the performers in, in that sense, the, the freak shows. You don't see them getting to know each other. You don't see them getting to become friends, becoming a family, but you can sense that chemistry between every single one of them. Like, yeah, we're all sort of a freaky family here. And there's this, there's this like, unspoken friendship and relationships that they've all developed in mm-hmm. whether you've seen it or not. It's truly believable. Yeah. They don't really t- ever take a moment to be like, look at everybody's becoming friends. They, they just show them being friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and it's uh, they kind of talk about it uh, later, 
uh, after the building burns down and they're in the bar that for some reason has pictures mm-hmm. of PT's family, which I don't understand. I was, I was going to ask about that at some point. Yeah, yeah, I don't get that. Random, that's weird. I don't oh, know. I have a, a theory on that too, which is that that's their bar. I think they're playing on the Hollywood, uh, not the Hollywood, the Broadway actors going and drinking in a specific bar after their show as an ensemble uh, and they kind of take over. So enough. I think that's their bar. That's also why they do the whole dance number and the bartender knows it's about to happen. everything that P.T. That P. Barnum needs him to do. Right. <laughs> um, but anyway, so when they're in there, they talk about how they've always felt rejected, but they finally found a family. It's because mm-hmm. they all could relate to mm-hmm. each other, right? Like they all had a very similar um, ex- life experience that they were able to relate in feeling alone and in that those like shared experiences were able to find a family that accepted them so i thought that was a really small scene but it showed a lot and it's it feels hokey but at the same time when you really like think about it uh especially for circus folk that's what happened a lot is a lot of time the reason that they became such close-knit groups is because they always felt that way right Mm -hmm. i think it's time for us to play game number three Yay! All right, so it's time for us to play the Awesome Lodge Word Game. Excellent! You say yay, Katie, but you won the last game. That means uh, Jay gets the advantage in this round. Uh, So the way this works is I have four different categories. Oh, fuck. Uh, Sarah's going to have two minutes to get you guys to uh, name ten movies in your category. Jay, you get to pick your category and Katie's category uh, because she won the last game. Uh, So the categories are movies with Hugh Jackman, movies with Zac Efron, movies about the circus, and 2017 box office topping movies. Why is Brian's name there? He's not there. He's not with us. Brian is not here. Um, so, Jay, which category do you want, and which category do you want to give to Katie? Oddly enough, I think I might do best with the Hugh Jackman one. All right. And I want to give Circus to Katie. I'm sorry. Circus to Katie. Nice. All right. Uh, there is a bonus point one in the circus category, by the way. So there is an option of getting eleven points if you uh, know what the bonus point is. Uh, just so you're aware on that one. Got it. Yeah. But that being said, <laughs> you might you might know this film. All right. So I've got two minutes on the clock. Sarah's gonna get you to try and guess name all ten movies. She can't use any of the words in the titles, any actor names, any character names, or any director names. Uh, which will be easier with the Hugh Jackman one because uh, they all have at least one actor that's the same. Yeah. All right, so here we go. Sarah, are you ready? No. <laughs> we got yes. this, Sarah. We got this. Katie, are you ready? I'm ready. All right, here we go. Starting in three, two, one. So go. this is a Disney movie about a flying elephant. Um, I. What is the opposite of little? Uh, big fish. Yes. Um, H2O is water for elephants. Yes. And this is kind of the tagline for the Calgary Stampede minus the word outdoor. Uh, The greatest show. Yeah. On what planet are we on? Earth. Yes. The greatest show on Earth. Um, I am not an animal. 
there's a lot of um so this is a lot of categories that you just are a lot of <laughs> what is the opposite of woman man and what is dumbo elephant elephant man yeah <laughs> uh opposite of little big and then the opposite of bottom top big top yeah and <laughs> he laughs like that and he um his last name no i can't do that never mind the word of the day is, <laughs> the of the day is <laughs> he there's a movie about him and like someone steals his bike a peewee's big adventure yeah, but it, but you said big top and then Pee Wee at the big top, big Pee top Pee Wee. Yes, there it is. Pee -wee. okay. Um, this is a single word. One of us. One of us. <laughs> is that from that movie? Okay. Um, this is a word. If you were to call somebody a, an insult, starts with an F and it rhymes with creeks. Fool. Rhymes with creeks. <laughs> <laughs> yes, freak. Um, freak. <laughs> ugh, and uh, no, I'm not gonna get no time. I'm sorry. That's okay. That was that funny was the though. Funniest thing I've ever heard. Starts with F and rhymes with creek. Fool. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. This is why I love you, Katie. I took two of the three pieces of information I was given to get there. <laughs> you did. You right. did. So we didn't get to killer clowns from outer space. <laughs> oh, my uh, God. The fun house. And Sarah skipped the one that had the bonus point on it, which is the vampire's assistant, also known as Cirque du Freak. Mm. I didn't know uh, how to do that one. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't know that. John C. You Riley's in that one. Better than I've I never thought you were it. going to do, and I'm actually really intimidated now. <laughs> oh, you got this. <laughs> All right, so Katie got seven, and we have Hugh Jackman now for Jay. Are you ready? Sure. sure. Cool. <laughs> Here we go. Starting in three, two, one. Um, so this is a movie about mutants, and they go. They're a gifted. At a, at a, X-Men? Yes. Two, four, six, oh, one. This is another musical. Uh, yes. Um, this is a movie, and the name of it is the name of a continent and a country. They're the same thing. <laughs> Down on death. Good eye, mate. They literally oh, don't say that there, though. Um, the opposite of fake. Real? Yeah. And the and what is a type of metal that rhymes with real? A real steel. Yes. Um, this is something you put on your toast. That I like to put on my toast. It comes from a cow. Butter? Yep. Yeah. Um, this is another X-Men movie, but this is his his character name. In it. Logan. Yes. Um, this is a robot movie uh, with um, what's her face from that South African band. It's one word. Choppy. Yep. Uh, this is a type of fish that has a long nose. Damn it. I said. You said fish. I said Solar fish. fish. Damn, Damn it. Oh, Sorry. Okay. Um, I don't know the third one. Um, so this is another one where he kind of plays somebody that comes back from the past and he's like 
a Brit. No, I don't know. They like he's French in it. I don't know. He he comes. Van Helsing? No, nope. no. And it like he is from the past, and he comes to the present, and he falls in love with this girl. That is, that on is one of them, oh. <laughs> but that is not the one I'm trying to get to get you to guess. Uh, uh, these are two names. Time. Kate and Leopold. Oh, never saw it. Yeah, it was actually good. It's cute. It's cute. It was fine. I like that one. I watched it a really long time ago, though. I think I need to revisit. Yeah. Uh, So, Jay, you did win. Oh. You got eight. Because you yelled at the prestige randomly. And Sarah's like, I don't (laughs) know how to get that one. I've never seen that (laughs) one. That's not what we're trying to do, but cool. But it's on the list, so point. I love it. Such a good movie. Nicely done. <laughs> I Hooray. like Hugh Jackman. I'm also a huge nerd, so. All right, Those are so both good reasons. I uh, would have when when she was saying this time it's his character name. I would have totally said Wolverine and not <laughs> Logan. And when you said Logan, I was like, oh, Katie. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, you technically I, actually after I said Logan, I was like, shit, Wolverine was one too. No, then you were like right and I was well, like that's excellent Wolverine Chronicles or Wolverine Origins Origins, and then it was like the Wolverine, the Wolverine. Wasn't, yeah. and then Logan because there's been too many of them yeah yeah. So they're all good hooray alright so let's talk about the horses <laughs> okay <laughs> or zebras but you mean the zebras <laughs> yes, the poorly the painted zebras. zebra wink, wink. I, they I, I obviously painted horses would you like to share how you're feeling? I just, I, I think it's an interesting, because Katie pointed this out earlier about uh, how, you know, when we see him first pull up to the house the first time, uh, he's being pulled by zebras, <clears throat> quote, unquote. <laughs> zebras. Uh-huh. Zebras. Majestic zebras that are not at all horses that have been painted. <laughs> right. And then later when we see him leaving, he's being pulled by a horse-drawn carriage, not a zebra-drawn <laughs> carriage. <laughs> so tell us your theory about that, Katie. Yes. Tell yeah, everyone so, your theory. Um, this comes to the last um, scene because you guys were mentioning before we started that you thought it was a bit over the top that he rode an elephant um, my, to the pageant. My He's extra and I love it. What did he do with that elephant while I, he was in there? Oh, I thought of too. I was like, where are yeah. you going to park that bitch? Like, what are you going to... Was it going to wander around the streets? Like, what? Did he tie it up to a light post? Yeah, like I just that's neat, but why? And um and I also I have the thought of the show is going on. They need the elephant. He just yes. jacked an elephant. They yeah. won't miss this elephant. It's like I give you the circus, except for this one elephant minus <laughs> I know an elephant. The star. But anyway, my theory on that is that he comes he brings his family to the house for the first time with the zebra's pulled carriage. And that is when the family is happy. Things are going right for them. He is who he's supposed to be. But then when he changes with uh, Jenny Lynn to take her and he wants to be taken more seriously and takes her on tour and he's trying to kind of distance himself from where he started and what means the most to him, he goes away in a carriage drawn by horses as it should be. So at the end, when he comes back riding an elephant to meet his family that's basically a way for the writers to again show and not tell that he is coming back um 
to who he should be, to the eccentric man that he is, and to the fun-loving dad. And his family is so excited to see him like that because that's the way they love him the most is as the dreamer and the eccentric and doing the crazy things. And the fact that it's one step over the top brings home the whole, no, he's really where he's supposed to be now. And it's actually based on a true story. The elephant yeah. thing. Really? Yeah, he did yeah. that. I I told... Because he's an eccentric. Mm-hmm. I, I told Tony a funny story. Jackman? <laughs> I can see both. To be honest with you, on that one. It's up to, up to <laughs> speculation. I told Tony a funny story after that scene about when my grandmother and my grandfather first started dating, because uh, my grandmother used to ride horses, and my grandfather at the time worked for AGT, which is now Telus. And when he was working downtown, my grandmother literally rode a horse into the AGT building and demanded to speak to my grandfather. Oh, my God. (laughs) On her horse. (laughs) I was like, yes, I am here for it. You are extra. Yes, I love this. (laughs) Did did you know there's actually a bylaw in Calgary that every building has to have somewhere to tie up your horses? Yep, I did, actually. Actually? Yeah. Actually, yeah. What? Now I yep. almost want to check. Do they, or can I? You know, it, it's, I think it's for most bylaw like buildings downtown. You have to have somewhere that someone can tie up a horse if needed. Yeah. Oh my god. True facts. Uh, Which now they just go. Yep, the bike racks. Yeah, it's <laughs> true. Well, real. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but technically, you're supposed to have somewhere that you can tie up a horse. And supposed there's supposed to have uh, a hitching post. Hmm. Supposed to have a hitching post. Yeah, you're supposed to have a hitching post somewhere. Um, also, that's why there's certain architecture downtown where, like, troughs and stuff used to be. Mm. It's still, like, there. That's weird. And people wonder why we get called Cowtown. <laughs> <laughs> because we have fucking bylaws I literally like thought this. it was just the stampede. <laughs> no, it's actually a literal bylaw. That, <laughs> well, that is so weird. Uh, it's also... At one point necessary... Yeah, it's yeah, also yeah, like Calgary still has a law on the books. Again, super weird shit that I know. Um, Calgary has a law on the books that if you get out of jail in Calgary, if you promise to leave and never come back, the government, the city council has to give you a horse and a gun. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> it's still on I the have, books. I have, never, I have never considered that as a possibility to get a free horse right <laughs> and now just like horses are expensive be gay do crime get a horse and a gun from the city of become Calgary. a gay cowboy become <laughs> a gay cowboy Sarah, queer cowboy getting all of our witch shit we're gonna go get a horse yeah exactly we're gonna go live in the mountains somewhere absolutely katie you're welcome we're just gonna be witches Yay! in the mountains <laughs> I like it. We're just gonna we're just gonna go be those those three women in the woods we're gonna that people are like do we avoid naked them? at the moon Probably. at the full moon and we'll we'll show up at some point when somebody's at a you know thinking that they're getting a lot going right for them and tell them to kill their their boss it'll be great fantastic <laughs> come join our cult one of us one of us <laughs> all right so uh, it's time for one thing I learned I've actually shared a bunch of tidbits of stuff that I learned while uh, going through this. Uh, but one I didn't share while we were talking was there's a scene in this movie where they talk the girls 
uh, tell him he needs to stop having fake exhibits. And she goes, you should have a unicorn or a mermaid. And uh-huh. uh, the one girl goes, mermaids aren't real. The real life P.T. Barnum owned the Fiji mermaid. <gasps> oh. And had it on exhibit for many years. Uh, so that's a bit of trivia as well for you as well. Uh, so that's one thing that I learned, or one of the many things I learned with the, my deep dive into this one. Jay, what's one thing you learned? Um, I don't really know. I was kind of hoping not to go first. <laughs> um, come back to me. I'm not sure. Okay, Katie. Oh my gosh. Um, I guess. I I learned just how long this movie was in theaters. I knew it at the time when it was happening. I mean, I went and saw it in theater twice. But actually hearing the numbers of the spectacularness of its theater release is phenomenal. And so, yeah, that's what I learned is the actual numbers attached to its crazy theater release. All right, Jay, back to you now. Shit. Um, <laughs> I learned the importance of being yourself. <laughs> Whoa, I know. The message of the movie. <laughs> I love it. It's beautiful. Yeah. I learned that I still really enjoy staring at. Uh, oh, this is not appropriate, but I'm going to say it anyway. I learned that Zendaya is a snack. Right. Totally. My bisexual oh, heart was um, like, rewrite, like rewrite the stars. Those short shorts. I was like, I yes, please. Be I'm here for this. it. <laughs> okay, I thought you meant a literal snack. <laughs> no, make oh, a <laughs> <That's why you're laughs> like, So naive, and I love it. That, okay, that was so, witches so and cannibals. <laughs> so I see. <laughs> All right, yeah, I Sarah. understand. What's one thing you learned? I learned a lot of things, but I I am also going to go the route that I learned that this appealed to my bisexual heart in a way that I didn't realize even the first time I saw it. So, because that whole rewrite the stars scene, I was like, they're both so pretty. And, right? Uh, oh my God. Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I can't. And then here I am. I look like a potato and I want abs, but I can't stop eating McDonald's. I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't ask you to attack me. <laughs> I was attacking I, I'm myself. I'm relating really hard, too. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm sorry, guys. I, I was in attacking myself. I thus attacked like everybody sad. else. Thanks. <laughs> it's like, can we go for McDonald's after this? Yeah. I'm going to get McDonald's on the way home. <laughs> I have I Chinese food in my fridge. <laughs> chicken nuggies. <laughs> I want a 20-pack of chicken nuggies. All right. So uh, it's time for ratings. Uh you know, the funny thing is, I picked this one. It wasn't originally in the schedule. And then I realized, because uh, I just got Jay to send me her list of movies. All three of you had it in your list. Did I? Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, stellar. So that's Ooh. why I was like, I got to put this in the roster. Because literally, I've not had it where all three people, like a movie showing up in three people's lists. Dope. So uh, Jay, This I'm is why we're to... all friends. <laughs> 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 so Jay, I'm going to get you to start. What would you rate this out of five and why? I would rate it a four and a half. Um, there were some parts that like kind of me, but I mean, Katie, like Katie said, there was there was sort of reason and rhyme behind it, but I still it still kind of took me away. 
Um, there was there's so much energy. The music was catchy. The lyrics were great. The choreography was on fucking point. Yes. But then it was just there's some moments that just got a little bit too campy for me. And I was like, I just I felt like it wasn't needed with the energy that was already there. Yeah. Fair. And Katie, what would you give this out of five and why? Well, it's it's very hard to get these from me, but I do give them out sometime. It's a five. I love this movie so much. Excellent. Excellente. Just just love. Just love for this movie. Nothing but love. All right. Sarah, yeah. what about yourself? Um, I would give it a four out of five. Uh, I agree with Jay in the sense like the, the energy was great. The music, the dancing, the costumes, the set design, like everything. But like I loved everything all the storylines that didn't have to do with pt barnum at all because he was a trash can of a human being and i i just kind of tried to remove him out of the movie when i watched the it. real this, life one not the, hugh jackman. yeah not not hugh jackman because i enjoy staring at him everybody uh-huh. in this movie i enjoy staring at he's because... slowly becoming a very lovely silver fox Oh, uh, isn't he ever slowly? Yep. Uh, n- uh, he's always been a fucking fox. Anyway. Yes, he's always been a fox, but he's slowly becoming that silver fox. Uh, d- <sighs> Anyways, so yes, that <laughs> is my. Uh, I, I was trying to distance the actual P.T. Barnum out of the the movie, and it worked. And I still really enjoyed this film, even though I separated the character of P.T. Barnum out of the movie it was still enjoyable i still love staring at zendaya and zach efron mm-hmm. <sighs> okay mm-hmm. and tony what would you give this out of so five and um, i actually watched this one as a part of our scavenger hunt earlier last did you year. was I it did. your musical it was my musical <laughs> oh, uh cool. i gave it a 3.5 at that time but after watching it like twice more because i hadn't seen it before i watched it for the scavenger hunt uh, I actually found I enjoyed it more the more times I viewed it. Yeah. So I'm going to bump my rating, which was originally a 3.5 to a 4. Nice. Uh, just because I, I did enjoy it more this time. And I found the first time I was kind of like uh, the my one comment the first time was that the songs felt dated. But now that I've listened to them a second time, I'm like, no, they don't. Like, no. it, it was really a fun. They're still fucking fun killer. There's, and the fact that Panic at the Disco Covered a, oh, covered a bunch the, of them. Oh, God, oh. The covers of all of them. So yeah. good. I own that CD as well. Well, I have it on Spotify. Nice. I'm not that old. Um, <laughs> I love CDs. Um, just, <laughs> just at me next time, Jay. Sarah's <laughs> 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 so really looking at a CD that we have on the table. <laughs> it's true. I was. I was reading. I'm like, huh? What's this one? Oh, gosh. I'm not even that much younger than you guys. But whatever. Um, but I, that was actually something that uh, the person I watched it with today kind of pointed out is that you have what Phil. is effectively like old New York or wherever they are. Yeah. New York. Yeah. Old New York with very hip hop music. And that was the one thing pointed out to me that kind of felt weird and disingenuous to like the era. But I was like, well, but at the same like I, I understand why, but it was pointed out. And it's like, oh, That's man, they're going to hate Hamilton. Yeah, exactly. It's Phil. It's, yeah. Is it Phil? It's Phil. It is Phil. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, don't, don't Phil, show Phil don't, Hamilton. Don't show Phil Hamilton. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but you, you can watch it with us. Yeah. Oh, perfect. Phil can't watch it with us. Yeah. 
Fuck Phil. <laughs> I mean, I love Phil. But like, Honestly, you know. though, fuck Phil. He, when I told him, I was like, do you want to watch this movie with me? He's like, yeah, but only if you mute yourself during the songs. <laughs> wow. Oh, dick fuck move. Fuck you, Phil. <laughs> all right. So well, uh, all our ratings I'm together, by the way. I'm saying along. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I can't watch Across the Universe with people. Oh, I love Across the Universe. I know. Have I you done it? it? I haven't done it. <gasps> but I, I sing it all the time. I love it. I have two musicals in a row, so it'll have to wait for I know. A I know. <laughs> All right. So uh, that brings us to a total of 17.5 out of 20, which is 87%, by the way. Wow. Because I can math. Nice. Yay. I can't math. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think that's actually fairly accurate. And I think we're more in the category of uh, fans than critics. I think mm-hmm. so. Yes. And the fact with, with that this, sure. this movie is four years old and it we still are giving it an 86%, I still think that, or 87%, um, I still think that speaks to it, mm-hmm. how it is not dated, you know what I mean? Yeah. How it ages well is clearly what I was trying to say. Yeah, yeah, words I, are hard. We got you. I know. Words are so hard. <laughs> Same with numbers. All right, so uh, this has been another episode of Flick Sex Raid. I'd like to say a special thank you to my co-host, the Flop-A-Doodle Sarah. Thank you. Thank you. And I would like to say thank you to the Chili Elephant Jay. <laughs> You're very welcome. And also a special thank you to the Little Literal General Katie. Thanks. It was. I'm happy to be here. I have been your host and dog, uh, dog boy Tony. Good night, internet. Arf, arf. Arf. Big dog Tony. Arf, arf. No, I'm just dog <laughs> big boy. Dog, big dog Terry. Arf, arf. Big dog. I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of Flix X-Ray. If you've not already, please subscribe in your favorite podcasting app. And if you feel up to it, why not give us a review too? We'd love it. For this episode's show notes, please check out the episode page at our website, FlixXRaid.com, and follow us on social media at the handle at FlixXRaid. If you'd like to support the show, check out our merch on redbubble.com slash FlixXRaid, or you can become a Patreon at patreon.com slash FlixXRaid. Good night, internet! And if you've enjoyed listening to our show, why don't you give this podcast a try? Movies are bombing all over the country. They are posing as movies you already know. They may be in your theaters, your neighbor's home, or even your own. Why are you doing that voice? I don't know. (coughs) I thought it made me sound cool. It doesn't. I'm Jason Bishop, host of the Invasion of the Remake podcast with co-hosts Sam Stepanenko and Trish Coughlin. Join us each week as we rotate talking about your favorite films and their not-so-favorite remakes. We'll also dig deep to find forgotten films that we think are more worthy of remaking, complete with our own fantasy casting. You can get all 130 episodes and counting on... Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play Music, TuneIn Radio, Player FM, and all the best podcast providers, even... Frickin' YouTube. For the low, low price of absolutely nothing, join the invasion. Subscribe today. Or we'll blow up your planet. <laughs>